Tonight we bring you a special episode. This is a non-horror movie. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about The Flash. Uh, this is a movie that me and Justin have been looking forward to all year. We saw it, we got things to say about it, and this is our uh, special episode on this. Last year we did The Batman, and uh, we had a little bit more of a horror tie to that movie, but this one not so much, unless you count some of the terrible terrible cgi but anyway we did enjoy it and we have some things to say so we hope you enjoy this episode yo joe yo justin what's going on uh nothing i'm having a having a typical summer day over here (laughs) yeah and that lawless swamp of yours and this lawless swamp of mine you know you know what i had you know what i actually i just finished what? I, uh, I I went to McDonald's to try the new uh, the Grimace Shake. <laughs> what is the flavor of a Grimace? Uh, well, it, it, it's I'll tell you, it is made of real Grimace. No, no artificial Grimace here. Uh huh. Um, no, you know, it it tastes like berry. Like it's, it's like some <laughs> okay. kind of berry flavor. You're not a man until you tasted a man. It's the same thing for uh, Grimace. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Something just off about, like, that whole thing. I saw that. I'm just like, you know what? I like to try everything McDonald's brings our way. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) As much as I try to eat really well, and I do for the most part, I can't resist a good fast food meal here and there. And when there's a new thing or, like, some kind of promotion, like, I'm a sucker for it. Um, Yeah, you got to jump on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Same thing when Halloween comes around. I'm like, well, it's got a vampire on the cover. I'm going to buy it, (laughs) even though I don't even like these cookies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's the one mm, thing I was actually going to pass on. black licorice. Purple drink? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's purple. You know, honestly, I, I was going to I was gonna pass on it, too, and then I was like, you know what? I got to at least try it. Well, Grimace um, is celebrating his birthday like a fucking 22-year-old woman, like just... Uh, the entire th- month of June. Yeah, 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 like a whole month. And uh, so, so many Grimaces had to die to celebrate <laughs> his specific birthday. <laughs> Nothing could kill the grimace, <laughs> <laughs> except this delicious shake. Yeah, I am going to. Um, I'm going to go have that uh, this weekend, but I don't think I'm going to have the grimace shake. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Yet. I don't know well, what it's, I'm gonna get it's, yet. it's it's not because um, the promotion's over, so it's basically while supplies last. Okay. Right. I don't think people are fucking banging at the doors for these things, though. Um, I don't know if 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 you, if you take a look at social media lately. Do you, <laughs> People wanted these fucking shakes. Ah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have the so meds. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of McDonald's, uh, we're going to talk about a movie that makes me think very much of McDonald's, and I'll tell you why. Because of the colors? Oh uh, no, but that's actually pretty pretty good. I mean, maybe subconsciously. I don't know. We're talking about a non horror movie uh, because last year we did the Batman, and the Batman was something that we were both looking forward to very much. And it delivered, I think, 100%. We were kind of able to fit horror, uh, fit that into a horror podcast because it had a lot of horror aspects in it. This is another. Well, technically, so does this. Yes, the actors. Yeah, because. (laughs) Life. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but this is also the movie that you and I were looking forward to the most this year. And we were like, we got to talk about it um, one way or the other. And we both saw it a while ago, and we haven't talked about it. At all, really. And then we kind of were like, all right, let's do it. You know, let's do the episode and we'll talk about it then. So um, we're talking about The Flash. And uh, this movie came out uh, June 16th. So it's been out for a little bit. And uh, I'm sure that anybody that's wanted to see it has seen it already. And if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, 
Uh, just a forewarning. This is a completely spoil spoiler podcast. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into spoilers on this one. And I mean, at this point, the movie has been out for for so long. And not only that, there have been like all the test screenings and stuff. I mean, how much like, shit was online before we even saw the movie? Like, we got things spoiled for us well before that. So most people know about a lot oh, yeah. of things that happen. But there are a couple things that, that maybe some people don't know about, and we'll we'll talk about that when we you know yeah. get into it. So this is directed by Andy Muschietti. Did I say his name right? Uh, it's Muschetti. Muschetti. I never pronounced the fucking the weird names right. Um, I, I didn't know that until maybe two weeks ago. So all right, yeah, fair enough. It's, I don't, yeah, it's Muschetti. I don't feel so bad. Um, and then we have uh, Ezra Miller, the infamous Ezra Miller, as the uh, titular character Barry Allen, aka the Flash. We have uh, Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman. Uh, that would be Sasha Kale. Supergirl. Yes. And we have uh, Michael Shannon returning as Zod. Uh, that shouldn't be a spoiler. That was in the trailer. And um, and also Ben Affleck as uh, the other Earth's Batman. And many, many more. Uh, there's a lot of cameos in this movie. Um, some of that I was kind of surprised of. Some that are CGI, so the actor itself wasn't really there. But uh, the character's in it nonetheless. But um, those are our main uh, cast of characters for the movie. And, and it really does follow them specifically uh, most of the movie. Uh, it does focus on the Flash, but we get a lot of Batman and Supergirl stuff in there. Now, I had been going into this with just the mind frame of, this is Batman 3 for me. And you saw the movie first, and I asked you, I'm like, does it have a lot of Batman? Is it really just kind of like Keaton's Batman 3? And you're like, he's in it enough, and he's in it a lot, but it's it's very much the Flash movie. Um, which I obviously figured it would be. But for me, I was going to see this as my sequel to Batman Returns because Michael Keaton Batman uh, holds a very special place in my heart. And, and that's kind of the McDonald's thing that I was talking about before because I, I, I always, oh, I always okay. think about McDonald's when I, when I think about Batman 89 and Batman Returns mm-hmm. because like all the promotional stuff and uh, it's just like there's something that still like clicks <laughs> subconsciously subconsciously in me for like that kind of stuff when I'm like watching these movies or want to watch these movies and they had the cups remember Batman Returns had those cool cups no it was Batman Forever no 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 Batman Returns with the plastic cups they had the glasses the Batman glasses ha- or Batman Returns had the cups you're right yes yeah. with, like the color um, like painted photos of like certain scenes like they had like the right the, yeah the dance oh, scene those were awesome. they were great the artwork on those cups was, was outstanding yeah it was it was really really nice and uh, I've been trying to get my hands on some of those again I also um the, the they had the Happy Meal toys. They were like the cars. They yeah, had like four of yeah, them. I remember those. Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend she um she bought me those <laughs> recently as a stocking stuffer. I'm like stocking stuffer. This should be the main gift. And that's like that's a thing you don't see anymore. Like where was where were the where was the Flash Happy Meal tie that's, in? Yeah, you know what? That's what I was thinking too. But this movie really isn't geared towards kids, and that was kind of the problem with Batman. Well, neither was Batman Returns. I, and that exactly, and that's why they were kind of like shit. When the movie came out, because McDonald's had backed that movie, and then it came out, and it's like, this is not for kids. And there was yeah. a whole issue with that. So, uh, but whatever, that's a, that's another podcast. Um, but yes, so The Flash. We both saw it. You saw it first, and then I saw it, yeah. I think, a couple days after you. We, we saw it the same week. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, it was the same week. Okay, so, you know, what were your uh, initial thoughts on it? I... I enjoyed the movie. I was not, I can't say I was disappointed. I know a lot of people when they went into it uh, were kind of disappointed by the movie. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of hype surrounding it at first. Um, people talking about how, oh, this is going to be the greatest superhero movie ever made, yada, yada, yada. There was a lot of and that. You, yeah. 
there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. And I mean, I feel like a lot of that was damage control, right? You think so? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think a lot of it was like they needed to build up a little bit of hype for it because the movie had some issues none of none of none of which were the movie's fault yeah i would i would i would definitely agree with you in, in terms of like th- this movie had a lot of hurdles throughout its you know years of production and uh right yeah like this this, this movie was announced in 2014 yeah literally the day i think it was the day after the flash tv show premiered so it's been nine years yeah that this movie has been in some stage of production really it's been like three years since i believe they started pre-production like actor pre-production on this version of the movie right because right when uh, covid started is when like this iteration yeah. of it was uh coming together yes exactly so there was there was a long it was a long process it was a huge long process to get here um but right before the movie came out the first reactions were starting to come in from um Tom like Cruise. test screenings and stuff like that <laughs> and fucking Tom Cruise <laughs> but from like the test screens and stuff and like he started hearing listen this is not the greatest superhero movie ever made is it a bad movie not necessarily it does have its issues but lower your expectations and I went in just wanting to have a good time you know what I mean yeah yeah like give me give me two hours of Michael Keaton as Batman, and the Flash running around and whatever. I don't care what else. Yeah. So those are the expectations I went into it with, and I was entertained, but I did walk out with like thinking they could have done better. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat with that. I did like the movie. I thought it was good, but overall, I I, I don't have a lot of complaints about it. There was such like a roller coaster of like reviews with this movie. You know, so I also went into it with, like, lowered expectations because, yeah, I heard all these things for a while about how it was, like, the greatest movie, superhero movie, you know, ever made. And I'm like, wow, that's a that's a bold statement, especially with, all, like, the Marvel stuff that came out. And, you know, I don't necessarily love those movies as much as other people do, but I know people do. And that's the bar, right? So I was right. like, all right, this must be a pretty big deal. And then it changed so fast to, like, the opposite almost. A lot of people are like, this movie sucks. You know, this movie's really right. not good. And I'm like, all right, well, these are two very different, like, opposite sides of the pole here. Like, what, what is this movie then? So when I went into it, I was kind of like, all right, it's probably just somewhere in the middle. And I think it might cater more to, like, a fan service crowd. And, uh, and, it, and it did. I, I think that's what it, what it was. Because while most elements of the story hold up on their own, the price of admission for me was Michael Keaton's Batman. And that delivered. I don't think without that, I, I don't think I would even would have wanted to talk about it. Right. Um, or really be that excited to see it. I might have waited to see it like I do for most superhero movies. That was the selling point for me. I do like The Flash a lot. I like the character. I like the story. And I thought it was well told. The pacing of it was good. Yeah, it, it moved at a pretty decent pace. It was, it, was, it was pretty solidly paced. No pun intended for a movie about a guy that runs fast. But um, it, it, did, it did go by. And, you know, I, I was like, I'm not a fan of uh, Ezra Miller, and it's not really because of, like, the shit that, that he's in trouble for right now. It's just that, you know, I find him a little irritating. And you got, like, a very irritating version of him in this movie. Like, my God, he was... Oh, my God. Terrible. Um, like, if you, if you don't like Ezra Miller... There's two of do them. Do not watch this movie, because you're going to get twice the Ezra Miller... Yeah. But but, um, but I did like yeah. I did like the um, the version of Barry that you know came from the future or another the timeline Barry, whatever yeah. yeah 
the yeah. older Barry. We'll just say, I guess, older and younger Barry. Um, yeah. I, I, I did like uh, older Barry a lot. I thought he was good. Better than I liked him in the other uh, DCEU movies he was in. Right. I, I don't I don't know if there's necessarily going to be any real explanation. Maybe Blue Beetle. Maybe, yeah. Maybe in Blue Beetle. I don't anticipate any kind of explanation in Aquaman. Well, Aquaman was in this movie at the end. He was like one of the... Uh, the, not the was he the post credit scene? I think so, right? He was the, he, he was the post credit yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, I liked how there wasn't really like a villain, so to speak. I, I, I liked how they did that and like in kind of what you know, the story was about how they put it together. Um, it was different. It really was. You didn't really have your like actual threat to the end, but it kind of worked. I, I think that's a hard thing to pull off. So I give them credit for that. I kind of saw a lot of the movie coming when I was watching it, to be honest. I, I, I was like, when it was over, I'm like, I called most of that movie as it was happening. I was like, I, I felt like, you know, as soon as you saw like the dark flash or whatever you want to call them, oh, knock, yeah. knock them out. I'm like, all right, that's probably going to be one of these two. That's just really upset about them not being able to fix something. And then as the movie went along, I'm like, oh, younger Barry's going to find out that his mom has to die. And he's not going to be okay with that. And that's yeah. probably who, who hit him. And that's exactly what it was. Um, but it was still really well done. Um, taking out all the terrible CGI. Because it, it's honestly, it's very distracting. I don't... Uh, you, you, wait. Well, now, wait. Do you, are you talking about, like, as far as the, like, the cameo fest at the end? I'm talking about, like, almost everything. Like, the babies in the beginning, the cameo fest. Terrible, yes. The, the whole, like, running through, like, time, that whole thing. I mean, that was, like, the choice they made to make it look like that. But I wasn't a fan of it. And I don't want to be one of these guys that complains about, like, CGI. Like, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but... It was really distracting for me. I know some people didn't have a problem with it, and I didn't want to have a problem with it. Like, I didn't, just to be clear, I didn't want to walk out of this movie and have anything to complain about it. I, I didn't want to. But that was really distracting. You told me, and I'm like, oh, how bad could it be? And I'm watching, I'm like, wow. I was like, I guess the biggest cameo in this movie is the fucking dancing baby from Ally McBeal. <laughs> he made a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, it did make a comeback uh, several times. <laughs> yeah they, they they cloned the dancing baby yeah um yeah that was that was really awful that was really really terrible looking but you you know what was really like the most distracting thing to me and it's distracting because it's very prominently featured the costume uh which costume the flashes yeah you didn't like it um i like the design of the suit I don't like the execution specifically. Okay. So like there, he did wear a physical suit. Yeah. On set, but they use CGI to enhance that suit. The look of the suit and like the lines and everything, like the glowing lines throughout the suit. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Cause I thought that looked cool. I didn't even know there was anything added to that. Honestly, I, 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 I guess I just didn't pay enough attention to it. And I, that's a good thing, right? Cause it didn't like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like if so, you didn't yeah. notice, it, no, that's I didn't great. notice. That's that. fine. Yeah, I noticed it, and it really bothered me because they use CGI to smooth the suit out. Okay, because the suit, the suit's obviously going to have like wrinkles, and the neck, yeah. like the practical right. neck, looks kind of weird. And they use CGI to like smooth all that shit out. But like, I'm sitting there watching it, and to me, it's so fucking noticeable. Mm. That it just completely takes me out of it. Like, there's a lot of shots where, like, his neck just looks weird and extended. Okay, and it's yeah. Like, why I, is he, why is he a fucking giraffe? Yeah, I did. I did get that. I got that look from him. That like elongated neck. I didn't realize it was the suit. 
I guess I just thought that was like how it, like his body, his body and how it fit him. I, I don't know. Um, huh? Yeah. T- t- take a look next time. Because I thought he looked. Because I just I thought that was just what he looked like. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, it, t- it took me a little bit while I was watching the movie. It took me a little bit uh, to figure out what's not working here for me. There's something bothering me, yeah. and that was it. Okay. Did you notice Affleck looked weird as Batman in this movie? I think it's because he was in the fucking daytime. I mean that that definitely didn't help. Uh, yeah, that could have been part of it. I think the other part of it is they did the same fucking CG thing with the neck and everything. Yeah, yeah, I I do remember it looking a little weird, but you know, at the same time, as most of the stuff he was doing was probably just a CGI Batman anyway. And when it's like a full CG model and it's in action and doing all this shit, it doesn't bother you. You don't notice it. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I thought that whole opening sequence, that whole opening action sequence, aside from the baby fest, yeah. I, I thought all of that was really cool. Like, the, yeah. the Batman chase, I thought that was really well done. I, I love the Batman chase. I really did. I thought that was a really well done scene. Um, and now it's how the movie starts, basically. So I'm like, all right, you know, this this is starting pretty well. Like, I don't have a problem with anything so far. Um, and well, I get, well, we might as well just like go from the beginning to the end. I mean, not like spell sure. out the whole movie, but just, just so we can hit everything up. Um, yeah, we'll hit the basic plot points. Yeah. It, you know, that, that whole scene was really great. Um, I, I like the whole scene, you know, with Barry having to, you know, take care of the, you know, the hospital that was falling apart while Batman was fighting these guys. I just, the babies coming out of the window and him having to catch them. And like, you know, obviously everybody talks about the baby that gets put in a microwave for safekeeping. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly, you know, and and I was just like, all right, you know, I'm like, yeah, I could applaud them, too, for like go, go, kind of going somewhere new. But um, <laughs> the CGI well, of the babies, it was just it was terrible. It was just it was it was oh, yeah. hard it to get bad. into it, you know, because it how how bad that looked. But the rest of it was fine. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and I like I like the the idea behind the scene. Like he's got to like race around to catch all these babies. I just wish it was executed better. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, because it does like it's it's definitely something different, something new. Uh, yeah, it's it's so over the top, you know, that it kind of works. But right. uh, I just wish they kind of pulled that off a little bit. And that's my feelings about most of the movie. Honestly, is I liked a lot of it. I loved a lot of it. I just wish they kind of had a better execution with some of it. And that's yeah. probably what I'm going to say for most of the things that we talk about. You know, that was my overall feeling for the movie. But um, I like seeing Ben Affleck's Batman, and it was a nice kind of farewell to the character. Not not that he dies, it's just that we know he's not coming back. And, you know, we got Wonder Woman cameo, too. And uh, I thought that scene was pretty funny with the with the last Yeah, scene. it was pretty... It was well done. Yeah. yeah. I, I, liked, I, I liked a lot of that. I thought that was, you know, very, like... It was very, like, tongue-in-cheek. But, um, again... Like, I was all on board for the less dark DC movie that we were getting from the beginning of this. I was. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a nice break from, like, the very serious, you know, very dreary... Um, not that I had... Snyderverse. Yeah, you know. And I loved fucking the Justice League cut he had. I mean, I think that movie is fucking incredible. It, um, is. it is. It, it is. And it's crazy to say that because what it's based off of and the movies that came before it. But I'm like, wow, Mike, I can't believe this was a version of the movie and we never got to see it until now. Like, it would have changed a lot of things, I think, if they just put that out there. I agree. Um, I, I, I think we might still have a DCEU if they did. I think it's a possibility, you know, if, if we gotten the Snyder cut instead of the Weeding cut. Yeah. Who knows? 
you know. But I think that I think this was a sinking ship for a long time, and uh, that's probably why they didn't really care about putting that out there. But um, but but we kind of took a little bit of a uh, turn from those movies with this, and I, like I said, I was more than fine with all that. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I liked the humor. I thought the humor worked, and yeah. um, I was good with the lightheartedness of it. I was good with the over the top stuff because it's a fucking comic book movie. You know, what I mean, like one of my like one of my favorite, or if not my favorite, comic book movie of all times is Batman Returns, and you know that has a lot of comic book type stuff in there. And the people like look at it and go, oh, "That's silly." I'm like, "Well, that's because you don't read comic books." You know. It's supposed right. to be over the top, right? It's, it's like that's one of the things I, I both love and hate Chris Nolan for this. But like the Nolan movies, what if Batman you was know, a real everything guy? was gritty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if everything was grounded and gritty and realistic and yada yada yada? Okay, great. That works for Batman. That works for that trilogy. It doesn't have to be every fucking comic book movie, right? And it shouldn't be. And that doesn't work for Superman. And the guys, and I, and I feel like most of the people that liked that trilogy were people who just don't like comic books because they're like, oh, we we know that you like the idea of Batman, but you're never going to really read those books. They're too silly for you. So we'll just do this movie instead. And everybody loved it, which I get. And I, and I, and I liked them for what they were. But, like, that is not heavy metal. It's not like these, like, over-the-top stories that you get in a Batman right. comic. It's just it's just not, you know. Or Dark, Dark Knight Returns, you know. Um Right, you're never going to get the Nolan version of Barbados. No, no, you have to play it up, and that's what they did in the movie. They kind of embraced that, and I think that that was that was a good path to to start on. And so, like that didn't bother, that bothered some people. I know, like I've read read and watched reviews, and people didn't like that about it. That didn't bother me. I I expect that in a comic. Yeah. So beginning of the movie, I was fine. Um, you know, we kind of he he gets introduced to the idea, you know, by Iris on accident of traveling back and kind of stopping everything because his father's currently on trial and it's just like if he looked up at the video once he would be you know he'd be he'd have his alibi, uh, but he doesn't. Right. And uh, he was you know obviously accused of killing their mother, so he goes back to basically um, stop the mother from dying, and he does. At you know a great cost, obviously he creates you know a new timeline with a lot of problems, and that's you know what everybody I think knew from the trailer, and that's just the, the obvious plot they were going to you know bring to this movie. Um, I don't think that was a surprise for anybody, and um, you know we've seen these stories over and over and over again. You know any any kind of time traveling movie is like you know they try to change something and it fucks things up, you know. And uh, I, I feel like their their version of like the multiverse, while they try to simplify it. It was a little confusing, like exactly what's the going on. The spaghetti explanation. Yeah, that 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 Bruce Wayne tells them. I mean, like I, I understand, like they they just wanted to kind of shoehorn it in so we could explain what time travel is in this movie and how things work. But I right. still didn't really feel like it made like it made sense what he said, but it, it didn't kind of fit to what happened in the movie. It didn't. It didn't. I yeah. don't know, man. I I, I, I had to kind of like... stop thinking about it and just like ah, just let the movie ha- kind of happen because a lot of this didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that, there's there's a lot of stuff, and I was like, wait, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it made more sense that like he 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 broke the timeline when he did that, right? So that you would have like kind of these multiple worlds merging now, because why else would we have Michael Keaton Batman? Well, I, I now I now I can't remember exactly. Was it 
because um, I, I, you know, I, I saw it when it, came, you know, when it came out a couple weeks ago. Um, was it that he went back in time and moved the can to her cart and then tried to leave and then got punched out of the um, the speed force? Yes. Yeah, so what okay. happened was, so, yes, he, right. he moved the can, left, and then got he was going to go back to his own time, but ended up getting punched by the Dark Flash. So instead of going back to 2023, he only makes it to 2013. So, yeah, he gets punched into uh, another like timeline where the mother did live because of what he did. And now right. he kind of has to face the consequences of that. And, and, and again, it's, it, it is kind of hard to, like, if you really want to think about, like, how that works, it's kind of, like, hard to wrap your mind around it. Um, but while other movies, I think, explain it better, like, when uh, The Avengers did it, and obviously Back to the Future, which is referenced a lot in this movie, um, it's basically another character in this movie, Back to the Future. We'll, 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 we'll get into <laughs> Eric that. Eric Stoltz's Back to the Future. Eric Stoltz's Back to the Future, yep. <laughs> that was really funny. I thought that was I a thought really that was brilliant. Yeah, that was I a really that was great. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, one of the things that changed in this timeline was also Eric Stoltz just stayed on for Back to the Future, and people loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's, it doesn't maybe it doesn't sound as funny like when we're talking about it, but like in the course of like you know them talking about it during the movie, it, it does it does build up to a pretty good joke, I think. And that's like one of those like deep cut things too. And there's a couple of those little deep cut references that like. Not everybody knows about that. It's not common knowledge that Eric Stoltz was the original Marty McFly. Exactly, exactly. And and another reason why this movie is not really made for kids because the the people that are going to get that joke are not young. <laughs> so right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we have basically older Barry and younger Barry, and uh, you know, now that older Barry's stuck in this timeline, he runs into himself, who's just like a fucking idiot because his mom lived and made him. Uh, you know, basically a lazy, um, codependent kind of person. So now he has to kind of deal with that, and so do we as an audience, because he's fucking terrible. Oh, he is insufferable. Right, and he has to give him his powers, because he, you know, just so happens to be the day that he gets his powers. And when he does this, older Barry loses his powers, and again, just one of these ambiguous things that doesn't really make a lot of sense, like some of the time-traveling stuff. He just kind of Go with it, because that's what happens in the movie. Um, It's comic book logic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have, you know, older Barry teaching younger Barry how to be the Flash. And, you know, he needs to basically save this universe because not only does his mom live and he's an asshole, but Zod comes to this timeline just like he did in the, the, uh, you know, the timeline that we have seen uh, looking for Superman. And Superman is being held uh, prison somewhere. So we, so we are meant to believe. And uh, that's where we get Michael Keaton's Batman, because he's the only superhero that uh, is alive in this time period, because everybody else is gone or n- never was. Right. Um, so I like this whole... Like, again, I liked all this stuff. I liked the plot. I liked how they set this all up. I was all on board for the story. I was digging, like, you know, the characters and the, and the humor. I just wish it was a little bit better. That's it. Like, and I and I and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but that's how I felt. I just wish it was a little bit better. But then we got Michael Keaton's Batman, and I'm like, this is what I paid this ticket for. You know, I think he got right back into that role perfectly. Oh yeah, it's like he never left. Yeah. Imagine if all this time we just kept getting Michael Keaton Batman movies. <laughs> I would have been great with that. <laughs> Like, every three, four years, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton got together and made another fucking Batman movie. Yeah, but you know they would have been shitty. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you always kind of want it to be like, oh, I hope they make these and 
they should have made more than you get them with other like franchises you know we're like oh man this is really tank i wanted to see more of a closure with that character because we didn't get that you know they they he didn't come back for the third one and then they just sort of moved on since then and that was it we never got to see this burton verse or whatever you want to call it um turn into anything else besides those two movies without the except for the comic book um batman 89 Batman which i read and i really really loved that comic i thought it was perfect It, it fit in to everything that the uh the first two movies were it continued the story in a way it, it needed to go. It was relevant to everything like now and back then. Like it was a really, really well done comic book. Um, I highly recommend anyone that's into like uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and the Burton verse, whatever, to read that book. It's like six issues. It's not that long. You can read it in a day. And I always consider that kind of like canon. Like that's you know what happens. So this is sort of like even further after that, where he's he's ended his career and they kind of bring him back into the folds. And uh, once he gets the costume, man, I'm just like, wow, I'm like this is this is great. <laughs> yeah, once once Michael Keaton's Batman comes back, that's when the movie really takes off. Yeah, for me anyway. Like like that's 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 where everything really starts coming together. It's like okay, I'm happy now. Yeah, right. And again, like I said, that's why one. That's why I went to see this movie. I mean, I, I wanted to see a closure to this character. I want to see conclu- you know, a, a continuation of the character. And, uh, and we got both because, um, you know, they do kill him off at the end in a very suiting way. But yeah. before that, you know, we get to see Batman in action, which is something that we didn't really get a lot of in those movies because he couldn't move in the suit. So right. now we have, you know, like better technology for the, you know, the suit and the CGI because that stuff was done pretty well. And um, we get Batman and Barry going to uh, free Superman, but it turns out it's not Superman. Superman didn't make it. Um, we have uh, Kara, uh, his cousin. So we have Supergirl in this movie. And didn't you feel like this was all very like the DCEU version of Flashpoint? That's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, like it was like there was a lot of like a lot of similar like that was things taken happened. directly from Flashpoint, only with Supergirl swapped out for Superman. Yeah. We, we didn't get, like, the war between Atlantis and the Amazons. No, that's the only thing we really... Well, that and Thomas Wayne wasn't Batman, but... No. It, well, exactly. They swapped that out for Michael Keaton, and they swapped out the Amazon war for just sort of re... You know, hashing Zod, which is fine. I was fine yeah. with that. I just... You know, he wasn't really, like, a developed villain, because he was just kind of thrown in there. And... Right. Not having a connection to it with seeing the other movies might be hard for other people to, like, kind of give a shit about it. Um... Even seeing the other movies, it was kind of hard to give a shit about it. But I, um, I was like, okay, this this works. This is they want to recreate a threat we saw, not make up a new one. And, and I and I and I get that. That makes more sense in this movie than making something else up with a new villain. I was right. fine with that. I know people had a problem with that. I think even Michael Shannon had a problem with it because he felt like he was just sort of, you know, from what I heard, he was just sort of being like not really acting, but just being like a toy, you know, like just put in there and like a prop. Right. Right, that's that's exactly what he said, and that's kind of what he was. He yeah. was, uh, it was it, Zod was a means to an end in this movie. Like we we, we need a, a big threat for our heroes to team up against and and fight, and we got that, and here it is. Um, yeah, our big action scene uh, set piece, I suppose, with Batman is the uh, the Russian prison that they have Superman in, and I love that too. I thought that was really really great. Um, I loved all the stuff with Barry, well, both Barrys and uh, Bruce Wayne, 
I thought all the dialogue was good. It was enough time to kind of like, all right, get him back into the fold. It didn't drag out. It wasn't too fast. Like, okay, yeah, he's Batman again. It was pretty well paced, I thought. And uh, although we get to see the Batmobile for like a second, it's really not in the movie. Um, no, it doesn't do anything. He never drives yeah. it. So, and, you know, Tom McFarlane made a $200 toy of this thing, and it didn't even really have an appearance other than like a fan service uh <laughs> moment. It was yeah. a cameo. Yeah, basically. It was a, it was also a cameo. And um but we got a really cool batwing. Yeah, we did. I love that batwing so much. I did too. I like how like, the cockpit turned. Yeah, how cool was that? That was cool. I like that. Uh, not gonna lie though, still prefer the original. It's gone. <laughs> it crashed into a church. I know. As Batman does, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> He loves crashing his planes, man. He sure does. So um you know, once we kind of get to the, the climax of it all, we get um, older Barry trying to get his powers back through, like, a lightning storm, just like Flashpoint. And because yep. um, he needs to kind of help fight this threat, you know. And Kara is kind of, like, on board and then not and then on board again. So that was a kind of quick shift. I kind of felt like the Batman stuff was done a little bit better with him coming back. Her, it was just kind of like, oh, she's sore Zod destroying things, and she's like, all right, fuck this, I'll, I'll help him. And I was like, all right, that was kind of whatever. Like, that was a little quick turn, but whatever. Um, I liked her. I thought she was good. I, I thought uh, she did played a, you know, a pretty good Supergirl, and uh, I had no issues with any of that stuff. Um, wasn't no, I, a lot, but... I liked her. I liked her version of Supergirl. Um, obviously very different from what we've gotten so far, like in live action, kind of hoping that uh, she does come back for the new DCU, which is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, so she also dies in the movie. Um, yes. she's During the fight with Zod, she's killed, and so is Batman. And now young Barry is like, no, fuck this. We can make this. We could, we could fix this. Goes back in time and tries to stop it, and he just can't. It's just like a fixed point, basically. And no matter what he does, he cannot stop it. He just gets obsessed with it. Like, I kind of called, you know? And once you see, like, the pieces of shrapnel in him, I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's going to keep happening, and he's going to look like that. And that, that that's sort of when I was like, all right, got it, you know? Right. Um, what did you think of that? Because I said a couple times how much I liked it. Did you think that was good? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I It made sense to me. And, yeah. and I, I called it, too. I, I knew immediately that's going to be the young Barry. I, I just knew. Yeah. Um, and I was fine with it because he never that's the weird thing about it he never flat out becomes like a cackling super villain you know what i mean no there's never a point where he's like i'm gonna fucking fight you and fuck you right you know what i mean it's like like no no no, i got this i got this just just hold on i'll be right back and and older barry's just like oh man (laughs) he had that (laughs) like going well yeah and he had that like millennial mindset of just like not accepting something you know, and just like, oh no, we'll just hit the reset, you know, because that's the right. kind of like lifestyle that that generation is used to. We just hit the reset button and we'll just do it over again instead of like right. actually, you know, understanding certain things and accepting certain things, which is what older Barry comes to realize. And then he kind of has to go back and in this fucked up way, let his mom die. Um, right. And that really got to me. That was the like the emotional beat of the movie that like, it, it, you know, it, it really hit me. Um, and not just because like I lost my mother, but it did have a, it did have more of an impact because of that. And I think that anyone that did lose a parent, um, they'll probably feel that more than someone that didn't. But 
even even so, it was a really well done scene. Um, they got the emotional beats in this movie pretty much down. I think I I, I I'll give it credit oh, for that yeah. too. They they definitely yeah. There was a couple scenes where like there was a a, mo- a big emotional moment and they nailed it every time. Yes. Yeah. They, they they did them really really well. I'm not gonna lie. Like Ezra Miller for all of his faults, he did a damn good job in this movie. He did. He did a really good job. But you know, especially as the older Barry. Um, I mean, I understand that the younger Barry is supposed to be irritating. You're supposed to not necessarily like him most of the time. I could have liked him a little bit more than that. But I guess, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but, you know, I liked younger Barry t- more towards the end. Yeah. I, I actually liked, like, the, the, the younger Barry who was like, he wouldn't stop and kept trying to save people because he believed that much in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it meant that much, and I was like, okay, he's kind of, in a weird way, he's matured and not, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, his character was great, honestly, and and especially like he coming, had real development. He did, especially did. coming off of the other things, like the other movies that he was in. You know, you look at Justice League, and then like this, and you're like, oh wow, this character was developed well quickly. And that's kind of the shame with the DCEU is that they had some, they nailed some stuff, like they really, really did. Um, and then yeah. other things, they just, it was a huge, you know, failure because of that, like, you know, that scale being a little uneven on the, on the shitty side, it, this whole thing kind of went down and the Marvel stuff didn't help because obviously those, those movies are done really well. Well, they were, I, I don't like the new shit that has been out, but, um, they were done really well and people, you know, they really love those movies. So they're always going to, that's going to be the bar, unfortunately, for a lot of people. And uh, yeah. so this was so cookie cutter that I don't think people could like really get into something that's a little off the beaten path. All right, so we got to get up to the, the, the end of this movie, which is the cameos. Yeah, yeah. So when, uh, we we get a lot. Yeah. So go ahead and explain what what happens. Uh, all right. So basically, Barry keeps going back and forth. Young Barry keeps going back and forth through time to try and uh, save Supergirl. It's not working. The more he tries to do this. Uh, basically, the multiverse starts collapsing in on itself, and all these all these worlds start merging, and we get all these cameos from all these different universes. Um, you know, first we get George Reeves. We get the George Reeves Superman from the 1950s. We see his world, and they're all Very CGI, brief. sort of. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's all kind of filtered through the lens of the of the uh, the Speed Force, right? right? Yeah. So you see the you see like a really bad CG George Reeves. Um, and a really bad CG Jay Allen or Jay Garrick Flash, like kind of in that same universe. Like, what's going on there? Right. Um, so, and then uh, we get. I, I think the next one is uh, is it Adam West. Adam West, yeah. We get Adam West, also badly CG, but he's not moving or doing anything, so that's fine. Whatever. Right. And then we get uh, we get Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve alongside Helen Slater's Supergirl. Yeah. And that was kind of cool to see, but also, again, really horrible CG. Uh, a lot of people took offense to that, by the way, because he's dead, but... Well, they're all fucking dead. Well, they're all dead, but, like, for some reason, people were really up in arms about that one in particular. I, I don't know why. I, I, I think that they would be fine with that. You know, I mean, he said he, he's, oh, yeah. he's the reason all these movies started in the first place. So why, why wouldn't they want to shine a light on him and I don't think it was anything disrespectful it was just him kind of standing there you know right yeah it's, it's not like he was going around eating babies <laughs> right 
so we got that and then we got probably the biggest cameo of the movie yeah yeah i knew it as soon as i saw the giant, the giant metal spider spi- yeah the giant metal spider <laughs> crawling around and uh someone fighting it i'm like oh my god they're bringing back well not bringing back they're 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 giving us nick cage superman and uh and they did and that was and great for- for that 15 seconds, man, <laughs> like it what, was fucking fantastic. What it could have been, right? Yeah, it was. Oh man, like that could have worked. You see it, you see it up there. You see it happening. It's like, damn, this movie could have worked. Yeah, it could have. It would have been a weird uh, movie, but <laughs> it would have been a real weird movie. But it, yeah. I, I feel like it would have been great. But in any case, let's not go on too much about that. Dark Flash comes in, and he's like trying to convince older Barry that like this is what needs to happen. Our mother has to survive. Yada yada yada. And then like they're gonna go at it, and then uh, younger Barry sacrifices himself um, so that he never becomes the Dark Flash. Barry's able to then go back in time replace the tomato or take the tomatoes away he has like a really heartfelt goodbye with his mom and then he leaves yeah um oh before he leaves though he does one thing yes he puts he puts uh the can higher right so his dad reaches it so his dad has to reach up and look at the can and looks at the camera so you can see his face and gets his dad out of jail and apparently doing that moving cans in time will make Batman turn from Ben Affleck to George Clooney. Yes. <laughs> because that's what happens at the very end when Bruce Wayne shows up. Now, I have that's no what idea what that means, honestly. Uh, it means literally nothing because that is the third ending that they shot for this movie. Oh. What were the other two? Uh, so the first one, it all ends the same way. The car, Barry's on the phone with Bruce. The car pulls up. Bruce gets out of the car. It's never Ben Affleck. Yeah, I figured that. So much. the so the first ending that was shot, it was Michael Keaton. Oh, nice. Okay, that would have been cool. Michael Keaton, Bruce gets out of the car, and Supergirl shows up as well. Oh, okay. So in this new reality, they are both alive. Michael Keaton is now the Batman of this universe, and we have Supergirl instead of Superman. The second ending that was shot is that same ending. But they decided to add Henry Cavill's Superman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. So they're all there. This is basically our Justice League. The third ending that was shot when they decided none of that's happening. We're not setting up this future that we can't promise. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's give George Clooney a call and see if he'll come in. Now, I don't think they're going to bring him in as like the brave and the bold Batman, right? I mean, oh, like, no, that's not that's not what happened. It was a gag. The ending right. was a gag, basically. Right. And I'm assuming like this universe that he's in at the end isn't even the universe we're getting in the new DC movies. Nope. Yeah. So we're just basically introduced to the fact that, yeah, there's all these timelines out there, and we're going to get a new one for the new movies moving forward. Yes. That's yeah. That's and the this, and the new one and the new one that like was kind of is kind of created now because it is going to be. I, I'm pretty sure the reasoning for this new universe is going to be explained by what the Flash did. It's just not the same universe that he's in right now. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of the thing, right? Is that they just they want to introduce ideas and explain how things are going to basically um, be able to be changed not actually give us the answers. And I think that's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping for the latter, and I didn't get that. And I'm like, okay, it's just, yeah, it's a silly movie that's introducing a concept in a silly way, and it's not giving us any, like, set point for the new movies. 
And I don't think we're ever going to get that, like I said earlier in the year. No, probably not. I I think what we're going to get is basically fresh start for the most part, and that's fine. No, yeah, that's and that is, yeah. I didn't have a problem with those cameos. I again, I thought they could have been a little bit better. And if you're like, it almost just felt like they were like recreating like archive footage because of how like stiff some of it was. And and at one point, I'm like, why not just show clips from the fucking shows and movies they were in and just have them like fly through that? I mean, it was almost the same thing. You know, it was like this like voiceover kind of thing with like a very like just like I don't know, it's like mosaic of just like images kind of floating around. And I was like, all right, I mean like. You didn't need to use bad CGI to put those characters in. You could have just used footage. I know. I see exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean? And they could have done that, and they probably should have done that. I think the sticking point with that would have been, and I hate to say this, I think they really wanted to show Christopher Reeve with Helen Slater's Supergirl. I know. You said that. I'm and re- that never happened. Yeah, the little bit and we I talked about, that's you mentioned why, that. Yeah. I think that's why they went the route they did, because like some of the some of these act some of these characters they had to do in CG because the actors aren't around anymore. I get that. Nicolas Cage was physically on set, in costume, shooting his shit as Superman. But they had to go over they had to overlay him with CG so that it wouldn't look so out of place with the other shit. Yeah, I I, I was not a fan of of like that that whole thing or if you're gonna do the cg man do it better like really take your time put the money into it i know they spent a lot of money on this movie as it was for those nine fucking years love the batman stuff i thought supergirl was good i thought the flash stuff was really great the emotional things hit and the comedy and the humor was pretty great i just wished some of it was a little bit better it was just like there was just something missing from like a lot of parts and characters and scenes and it's just like like this like little nagging like yeah you know just like it's good but this would have made it a little bit better you know i don't even really know what the answer are for half of the things but aside from the cg stuff but yeah you know it just um and and, and i guess that's just what happens when you have a movie that's just put through the fucking ringer like that's just dragged yeah. through the coals like what do you do you know um this is you know what they wind up coming up with and it's not a bad it's actually a really good movie but um, it's got some flaws, and you know I don't think that takes anything away from it. I just wish it was a little bit better. That's it. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing it again and uh, seeing where this whole thing goes. And I was really happy to get Batman stuff, and he was in it a lot, and he was great. Like I kind of was brought, I was brought back to the late '80s and early '90s, and that same nostalgic feeling I had when Batman and Batman Returns came out those summers. It, I had that same feeling. And that's one of the great things that the movie kind of brought to me is like that, that, that nostalgic feeling I had back then. I never thought I'd feel those ways again. And here we go having that. Um, the only thing missing would have been a cool McDonald's cup or Happy Meal toy. <laughs> but I understand why well, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, we're, we are kind of like this, this summer in particular, we're kind of living in this weird uh, pastiche of the summer of 89 because Michael Keaton is Batman again and we have a new Indiana Jones movie in the theaters. Yeah, that's right, right. Like, at the same time, these things are happening, and that's just so fucking weird to me. But, um, that's all we have to say about this movie. We will definitely be back with horror stuff very soon. Uh, don't worry about that. And, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, as always. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this little break from horror and this little special we had for you. And hopefully, uh, you know, you like what we had to say about it. Listen to this and didn't see it. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you know, have an appreciation 
for it that you didn't have and go see it. But uh, either way, check this movie out. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. It's a good summer movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, a, it's is, a good, fun summer popcorn movie. Yeah, which is our theme for the summer horror movie. So stay tuned for that next week. All right, sir. All right. Have a good one. Good talking to you. Good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.